0: I'm Mike Friday, and this is Rugby Wrap-Up. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Rugby Town, USA Mayor Mike Donovan on the Raptors leading Major League Rugby. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by the Pig & Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Mean & Limber. Stretch your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby, and we have a special treat for you today. We have one of my favorite people and one of the coolest characters on the global rugby landscape, the mayor of Rugby Town USA and co-owner of the Colorado Raptors, Mr. Mike Donovan. And, Mike, before we get into the announcement that the Raptors will be leaving Major League Rugby, I wanted to say hello and I hope that you and your family are all okay.
1: I am indeed, and they are as well. And best to you and your eight floors of dog walking. This is- <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, we were talking about that off camera. An eighth floor with a dog is not an easy task in Manhattan. But Mike, first up. Let's, let's start with one
1: thing off the top. As the mayor of Rugby Town, I have never actually owned a share of the Raptors. That's owned by an ownership group that was put together in the very beginning. And specifically for that reason, I, I the city can't own a rugby team. So the city has entered into agreements with an ownership group. They control the Colorado Raptors, not the city.
0: Okay. So am I mistaken in saying that you are a co-owner of the Raptors? You're mistaken.
1: I've never owned a share of it.
0: Okay. So your role with the Raptors is?
1: My role with the Raptors is not. I'm My role as mayor of, of Glendale, Colorado, Rugby Town, USA. We needed a team to play in our stadium, and we were deeply involved in developing the MLR from its inception and very, very interested in doing so. But we took no ownership roles because we felt it was a conflict.
0: All right. So, Mike, going – to Infinity Park, going to Glendale, going to Rugby Town USA now and not finding professional rugby is like journeying all the way to the North Pole and going into Santa's Workshop and the only one there is Mrs. Claus. So, what's next?
1: Have you seen Mrs. Claus lately? <laughs> I, he is upgraded. I mean, it's pretty incredible. You know, I made the trip last last month. Rugby Town has been involved with the development of this great game for the last 15 years, well, longer, actually. So there's not going to be a void here. We were engaged in developing what we wanted to see was American record. The MLR chose a different path. They decided in the very beginning that, well, we'll have three foreign players, then we'll have five foreign players, and then we'll have seven, and then we'll declare that the that the... Canadians are domestic, and then we'll have 10. Well, now we'll make it 10 capped players. No, not 10 capped players. That that horse has run away so long ago, there's probably 13 or 14 foreign players on all of these MLR teams. That wasn't our mission. Our mission is to develop American rugby for American audiences with American players. So we end up in a situation where most of our great American rugby players are Ride in the pine. I mean, they're not, they're not playing. It's foreign players. So we said we don't want to do that. Our mission statement is to develop American rugby with American players. And, frankly, we want to win the World Cup with American players. So it's not a, a divergence so much as we, we lost uh, a cohesive vision with the MLR. The MLR decided they wanted to be a professional rugby organization hiring foreign players. And that's fine. We're happy with that.
0: Okay, but playing the devil's advocate for a second, as a, if, as a player, if I want to make the national team play for the Eagles and there's a professional league in America, whether it's got foreign players or in it or not, I'm going to be playing against good competition, and it's in my best interest to play in that league. And then from a fan standpoint – when you're watching what is labeled professional rugby and you're paying for a ticket, you just want to see the best professional play that you can.
1: Well, there's two questions. I'll answer the first one. Who's stopping this young man from playing in the MLR? Don't want You can go play in the MLR. Sign a contract and go play. Good. Rugby town's not preventing that. What rugby town is talking about, we started here at the age of five and matriculate all the way forward, you still have – really eight months out of the year where you're not playing in the NLR. What else are you doing? You must be doing something else. I would suggest it would be training for the world cup team in the United States and the greatest facility, really one of the greatest in the world. So that's, that's not a, an issue. What was your second point?
0: As a fan, don't you just want to see the best rugby available?
1: Our biggest problem is fans and, and you and I are rugby guys. So we want to see a pattern of play. We want to see all of those things going on that we know inure to the game of, of rugby. If I asked the typical American football fan, I could ask, in fact, I could ask a Brit, why don't you ever see all 22 in a football game? What do you mean, mate? Why don't you always see that big sky shot that we see in rugby, all 22? Well, I never thought about it. So said, well, think about it for a minute. That game, that film is considered a scouting film, and it's against the laws of the game of football. So you'll never see it because it's considered scouting. So we've been trained to shoot in tight. We've been trained to watch the smash mouth. We never get out wide. You know, and I coach football for a long time, and we don't see the blocking schemes. We don't see the pulling guards. We don't see any of that stuff. We see the touchdowns, the big hits. Americans are trained to watch the game differently than Europeans are trained to watch rugby. In rugby, you see all 30. You see the pattern of play. So we've had to engage ourselves with training Americans in rugby a bit differently than they were trained in football. Shoot in tight, pull away. Camera one, camera two, ball follow, all of this. We are training Americans to watch rugby at the same time to become in love with it rather than we would if we were in the Southern Hemisphere or England. You and I love the patterns of play because we get to say, oh, look at this, overlap, overlap, overlap. We're screaming it in the pub. Overlap. Americans don't know this. So when you go back to the the value of the quality of play, the average American wants to see a great athlete make a great play. That's what they see in football. They also want to know who the players are. They don't know who Manu Nanu is. Americans, they would rather see a D1 All-American from CU playing rugby than they would unless we, as funny talkers, friends of funny talkers, want to see Manu Nanu or the Beast crush somebody or make a break. So we're dealing with a different mentality. We're having to take the rugby audience that is, they're neophytes. They're not neophytes in sports, but they are in rugby. Train them up. Educate them. That's the reason we have Rugby 101 in the stands. And I, we caught endless grief for that. You no, know, this is a de- degrading the game. How so? Go have somebody who's playing in your high school or your academy team, sit next to someone in the stands, and explain to them what the touchline is, or the 22, or why a try is a try. Americans don't know that. When you engage them in that sort of thing, you develop new rugby fans. The the people that knew about rugby is is. We started changing our strip in the trunk out of the trunk of our car in the parking lot. We were immersed in that game and we chose to be. The other thing that is so important about rugby, we don't glorify knocking your girlfriend out in an elevator and dragging her to the room by her hair. I mean, that's a lot of that is American sport and people are frankly sick of it. So, as you train the American into the rugby and the ethos, the idea of the sport. You've got this multifaceted problem of how to promote it in the American market. And I think a lot of people have missed that. Rugby town USA is dedicated to that. We, we broadcast constantly. We're going to have teams playing here. You watch what we do. I just can't announce it. yet. It's all going to be great. And I want to welcome guys. Go play in the MLR, come back and train with us. And MLR, how can we help you? What, what can we do to facilitate your success? It's, it's, our vision is American rugby.
0: Okay, so if you can't really speak to what is going to happen in the future specifically there, can you uh, address or speak to the notion that the Raptors will be part of the NRFL? Is that a possibility? No. No. <laughs> No,
1: no, I'm not laughing. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll just say no. Fair enough. No. <laughs> Got to ask. What iterations of this stuff do we have to go through, Matt? I mean, uh, we really build, designed and built everything necessary for the North American Professional Rugby League. And we all know what happened to that. We go through these iterations of people that seem to want to do the same thing, and they do the same thing, expecting a different outcome. and uh, you know, a bit, And and granted, I'm a fanatic about rugby, the game of union. And sevens, men's and women's. We have national teams in both that are champions. I mean, rugby town is iconic. And we're we're going onward and upward to develop this great game on the, the world stage.
0: All right, I have specific questions from fans of the Raptors. Specifically, Barry Herbert, Angus Peacock, Danny Moore, they want to know what they're going to see in terms of live rugby in Infinity Park next year.
1: Wow. We might ask them the question, what did they see before the Raptors? Constant rugby at Infinity Park. (laughs) That's kind of a crazy question from Angus. It was actually Barry. Oh, okay. Well, Barry, you're going to see rugby all the time like you did all the time before the MLR came into existence, which we frankly facilitated.
0: So Barry Angus and Danny, you guys owe me beers for that, by the way. But Mike, you said that Glendale has a responsibility to develop players to successfully compete in a Rugby World Cup. Can you expand on that?
1: Well, the way to compete successfully in the World Cup is to constantly train. And you've got to find athletes that are world-class athletes. So you go out, and you recruit. We've been very, very successful in finding cross-pollinated athletes. Look at what's happened with sevens. You, you get Carlin Isles, uh, young men that are running 4 2 Those are world beaters. Now you've got to train them to play in 15s. You need skilled positions, as you know, take a little longer to train than the non-skilled positions. But as they call it in football, mongrel. Americans don't have to be trained into mongrel. We've got that in our, in our blood. We've got the greatest athletes, the greatest training facility, and we have the greatest coaches. And our mission is to develop that.
0: Uh, one could argue that Major League Rugby does indeed develop American players. Despite the, the use of foreign players, American players are still being developed on American soil. Sure. Uh, and they are saying that.
1: One could make the argument the other way around. I mean, we're not trying to make that or defeat that argument. What we're saying is our focus is on domestic talent for the purpose of getting into the top eight of the world cup and eventually winning it. We've got to reach out to other sports to do that. Any help we can get from the MLR or having other great foreign players play with us on our teams, train with us is a plus. We are not going to get there. If we spend the next 30 years having three or four guys on a, on an MLR team, splitting time. It isn't gonna happen. These guys are gonna go off to their respective home countries, and where are our guys going? Are they they gonna, you can get a green card in Ireland with a cup of coffee, but we have thousands of great athletes in this country. We're not doing what we should be doing to provide those opportunities to those young men. And now there's a professional pathway Maybe they get a job doing that. If they go, run off to the MLR and they're making their salary cap as a, as a big old lug number one, fantastic. We want you back for your duty with the national team.
0: Okay, so what I'm getting is it was basically a change in philosophies, a different direction in philosophies in terms of the goal of the league for the Raptors leaving. Matt, I don't
1: want to parse words here. It's not a parting of philosophies at all. When we started by helping develop the league, that was the philosophy. We have a slow growth model where we're going to develop the American fan in a small way, eight, ten teams. We're going to not saturate the number of teams across the United States and require that we pull in so many foreign players. When you expand like that, you don't have the talent pool necessary in America at this particular time to fill those roles, so you have to go out and find foreign replacements. So we didn't part ways, we've held to that belief system the whole time, the league went the other way. And we're fine with that, it's not, it's not an issue for us. We have been steadfast as Rugby Town USA from the very begin, beginning, this is our model. And we're gonna stay with that model as we develop domestic rugby for World Cup purposes with domestic talent.
0: All right, Mike, we got to take a quick break, but I want to leave you with this question and the audience with a cliffhanger. Is Major League Rugby growing too quickly financially? We'll be right back.
1: I've been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire.
0: Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. Back, Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan and Mayor Mike Donovan of Rugby Town USA on the pitch in Infinity Park. Mike, we left the audience with a cliffhanger and you with a question to to think about. Is Major League Rugby growing too quickly financially?
1: If you prescribe to economic theory, Von Mises or the Austrian theory, it will grow at a pace that.
0: You're getting way over my head with that one, pal. I'm a five-year English major from the University at Buffalo. Well, then I'll avoid the polysyllabic words.
1: (laughs) What? There you go. (laughs) Good answer. What I'm saying is the league will grow at a pace that it should grow at, at being a preposition, at the end of the sentence
0: for my English. Oh, you're going to have to shoot the boot on that one. (laughs) That's right. Or it won't.
1: It will fail on its own or succeed on its own. And that's always the answer to the viability of, anything that people attempt to do that's entrepreneurial starting from the beginning, it's always capital versus growth. And those two things rarely are in balance. So they're going to have to figure that out. I hope it succeeds. I'm praying that it does. I don't know the internal answer to your question.
0: What do you think of the new commissioner, George Killebrew? I had him on the show. I've never met him and I've never spoken with him. Really?
1: Wow. See, I'm not. The Raptors. I know the, the Raptors have spoken with him, but um, I've never had a phone call from George.
0: Wait, Forgive the reference, but you're basically the Pope of <laughs> Glendale. Glendale is the Vatican of rugby. And, you know, the Pope knows what's going on with all the bishops. So I don't. Um, maybe George is agnostic. <laughs> all right. You get, you get my point. What I'm trying to say is. You know what goes on there. Was was there an effort or was there a plan to maybe sell the team, sell the franchise to another ownership group to keep them in Major League Rugby? Certainly. That may still be a consideration. I don't know. We wouldn't
1: – Glendale doesn't have anything to do with that. We're a venue, a facility dedicated to the development of the sport. If the if somebody wants to come here and, and, and talk to the ownership, I won't even know it. But, but I'm fine with it. I, I, that's not a problem.
0: I I am I am stunned here. I, to me, when when I think Raptors, I think you. Well, I thank you for that. It's it's a big compliment. I'm a huge
1: fan of the Raptors, and we have been huge supporters of the Raptors. But people have to understand our mission statement is a decade decade older than the, the the beginning of the Raptor organization, MLR. We were doing this from the very beginning. And now we find that people are making comments on social media. Well, look what they've done. They, Well, they do look what we've done. National team championships. We went into the D1 because we wouldn't, didn't want to be D3 before we had a team. In fact, we didn't want to cannibalize. This is 12 years ago. We didn't want to cannibalize the local teams. So we held a tryout camp. Advertised it in the Rocky Mountain News. It still existed at that point. And the Denver Post held a tryout camp and lost the national D1 championship with four guys that had played rugby prior to that by one point. We're dedicated to the development of the game and playing at the highest possible level. And trust me, the level of play that we will produce out of Rugby Town USA the purpose of the development of the world cup teams
0: will be phenomenal. Can you, can you give me a couple of, of, uh, of ways that this is going to happen? Go back 15 years
1: ago. Everybody said, this will never happen. It won't work. Everybody. And I I could go chapter in a verse about the dumb lousy things. People said, look around you now they expect that it somehow magically appeared. It didn't. It took a great team, a lot of hard work, and a belief in the greatest sport in the world, rugby, to build community, to build character. We're still engaged in that. Just because there's a professional league out there, I hope they're engaged in it too. It, it, does, it does us a, a great service for that to happen. The rest of it is just flapping your gums. We're going to do it. We can prove we're going to do it because we've already done it.
0: You know, I, I'm just bummed. You know, as, a, as a rugby fan, other than a guy that, that, that works in the space, uh, Rugby Town USA has become one of my favorite destinations. And, you know, not having professional rugby there is a bummer.
1: Matt, what's the greatest sevens tournament in the United States?
0: Um... Rugby Town Sevens? You're invited. <laughs> Rugby on the south pitch, this pitch, and wait till you see what we've got coming. Can I be the guy that holds the big check? You can. You're the guy. <laughs> All right. Again, my head is spinning. It's just spinning. Is there anything that can be done for the Raptors to be in Major League Rugby
1: 2021? I, I Ask the Raptor ownership group. All right, who
0: do I ask?
1: I don't know. Come on. Does anybody know the answer to that? Come
0: on. I'll tell you what. Let me find out, and I'll text you. How about that? That's fair enough. Yeah, maybe you can find some people out there. Maybe shake some trees because you you do know the rugby landscape. I can find out, but believe me, being a politician,
1: I am living behind kabuki theater. I I don't make mistakes. They don't find an expletive for me in an email. I've never used a city credit card. I've ne- I mean, this. learn to
0: live like a target, and
1: you won't get shot.
0: Okay, per- perfect segue. If you were at the OK Corral, which owners of Major League Rugby would you want on your side, and which would you want to be staring down? Let's change this to at high noon. High noon. i through on the badge in the sand.
1: And I'm going to let those guys fight it out.
0: Oh, you are good. You are very, very good. Very smooth. Very good, my friend. Only for you. All right, final two questions because I know your, your time is precious and I really appreciate you coming on. Players, coaches, staff, all getting paid. And final thoughts for Raptors fans that have gotten hooked on this thing and don't know what to make of it. No, what we're going to do,
1: man, is just stiffen everybody And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey. We-
1: we don't do that sort of thing. And the seats are open, the bar is open, the rugby's gonna be played. Our Raptor fans are like family to us. This is, nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. If think about the COVID-19 changed all of it. We didn't change it. We're not even playing now. So, lots of time, you take a look at what's the trouble in rugby worldwide. You know, what shakes out in an earthquake should.
0: Oh, I like that. What shakes out in an earthquake should. Words to live by. Mayor Mike, thank you. My pleasure, Matt. Good to see you. And on that note, on behalf of Mayor Mike Donovan of Rugby Town USA, I'm Matt McCarthy of Rugby Wrap-Up in New York City signing off. Stay safe, everybody. What are you doing? I'm Steve Lewis, and I'm watching Rugby Wrap-Up. Please hit that YouTube subscribe button, follow us on all social media platforms, and sign up for our weekly newsletter.